everyone, and welcome to episode 316 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Zephrod Olive, and I have the full crew here this week, starting with Richard, the owner of MTG Goldfish. How's it going today, Richard? Pinch me, Seth. Am I dreaming? Pinch me. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it might be a, a good day, I think. At least I think all of us think it's a good day. But before we get into why it's a good day, we got another co-host. And Krim, what's up, Krim? Uh, a lot. Actually, a lot is up here. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited because, I mean, I, th- I think a few formats just kind of got an overhaul. So, heck yeah. Yeah, so uh, today was being our announcement day. We learned last week to do a secret lair announcement that Wizards was going to be banning Uro, and uh, today we got the full announcement, and it is much more than just Uro. There are, I think, 15 cards banned, one card unbanned. It is a massive list impacting essentially every format outside of Standard and uh, really hitting some formats pretty hard. So we're going to spend, I think, the entire cast today talking about today's BNR announcement. That is the plan for today. But before we get into that and tell you what was banned, what was unbanned, we got a sponsor today. And uh, if you ever struggled to sell your magic cards, I don't know, maybe some of your cards got banned and you can't play them anymore, so you got to get rid of them. Well, it's a lot of work to go through the whole buy listing process. It's a lot of sorting and typing and all that fun stuff. And really, it's not actually as fun as it sounds. It's a, it's a lot of work. And our show today is brought to you by Card Conduit. And they are the easiest way to sell your cards. And if you want to avoid all those assholes I was just mentioning, all the time it takes to sell your cards, this new service from the folks over at Card Hoarder will sort, grade, and sell your cards for you. And once your shipment is processed, you'll get the proceeds minus their fee. And right now, you can get a 10% discount by heading over to cardconduit.com goldfish. So thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show today. And uh, let's talk this massive BNR. So let's start. Uh, Richard, why don't you just quickly fill us in on the entirety of the BNR, like all the changes, and then we'll kind of work our way through this format by format, card by card, and talk about what all this actually means. All right. Uh, we got a long one, so buckle in, okay? Historic. <laughs> Omnath is banned. Okay, that's not new. Omnath was suspended before, officially banned. Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, is banned. So Uro banned in Historic. Next up, we have Pioneer, Balustrade Spy, and Undercity Informer, banned. No more Oops All Spell. Teferi Time Raveler, banned. Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, banned. And then Preemptive Ban, Wilderness Reclamation. They were afraid Wilderness Rec would be too good, so they banned that one too. Uh, next up, Modern. Field of the Dead, banned. Mystic Sanctuary, banned. Uro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, banned. Simeon Spirit Guide, also gone. Tibble's Trickery, gone. So uh, a big overhaul to Modern there. Uh, Legacy, Arkham's Astrolabe, Dreadhorde Arcanist, Oko Thief of Crowns. All banned. Vintage. Lurus is unbanned. Lurus is apparently okay in vintage. Uh, and then lastly, affecting all formats, a rule change where now when you cascade, you actually check the CMC of the spell as you cast it. So no more cascading into Valky, or not Valky, but Tybalt, Cosmic Imposter uh, with the Valky card. So uh, cascade works like you think it should now. So no more cheating mana on cascade as well. So... 15 cards banned across basically every format but standard, and then Vintage gets to play with Loris now. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, so obviously a massive, massive list of changes, which in general, I am super hyped for. Like, yeah, I wouldn't have minded to see some stuff going standard. Yeah, maybe they could have done a little more here or there. But this, I think, is a really aggressive ban list, especially for Pioneer and Modern and Legacy. And it makes me really excited for those formats again. But probably to actually, like, break it down, we should probably go format by format because it's just so much to take in. So let's start with the easy one, which is historic. Really, only one meaningful change in historic, which is Uro banned in Historic. Omnath, of course, was already suspended. It was not going to get unsuspended, so that's not really a change. Krim, I know we were all on board with Uro going. What do you think about this Historic BNR? Like, I know you're happy that Uro's gone. Is it enough? Uh, Actually, I'm not happy. I really like Uro as a magic card. I'm just really sad to see it go, but... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I knew Watsy was my Valentine this year. I knew it. Thank you. Uh, but but there, this 
this ban list is actually not enough for historic. I still think that maybe maybe Muxus could go. Uh, maybe something from Jun's Sacrifice could go. Like maybe even like Mayhem Devil. I know it sounds ridiculous, but but legitimately something that like like that did need to go, and then that would shake up the format a little bit more. But I'm happy that Uro's gone. Just. And, and this is like almost good enough, but I, I, I still think there's a few things wrong with historic, but this is a step in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, obviously this was a good thing. Earl was the dominant card in that format. I know there was some debate over like win percentages, how much does Saltai actually win? But the fact remained that row, depending on the week, when you look at the numbers, it was in like 30, 35, uh, sometimes close to 40% of decks. So it definitely was the best thing going. As of today, it was uh, number nine most played card in the format. Number two creature, it got beat up by scavenging ooze probably to answer the row. So I think getting rid of row, that's definitely a win. But kind of like you, they probably could have done more, and it kind of sticks out a little bit, because uh, if you look at the other formats, like Modern and Pioneer, Wizards went pretty hard at those formats and made a ton of changes. Historic kind of sticks out as a format that they used a pretty light touch with. I think you can definitely see an argument to get rid of Muxus, as you mentioned. I think Cauldron Familiar or something from the Sacrifice decks is another popular request from the community. I think you could see uh, BTE, Burning Tree Emissary, again, maybe Maybe there's an argument there, <laughs> like it leads to those really swingy games. But really, because they can manage historic much more quickly than other formats, and we've seen like just out of the blue, oh, random day, like, okay, this card's gone from historic, and they can't really do that in the paper formats. Maybe it's fine that they took a lighter touch because if it turns out that whatever sacrifice or gruel or something is too good post row. They don't have to wait months and go through this whole process to make bannings. They can just be like, all right, it's gone and done and over with. I feel like for me, for some odd reason, historic, it it, it kind of reads more like maybe they aren't playing it enough, if I'm being honest here. Because <laughs> I, how I see this is like Uro was just obvious, right? Like that's an easy ban across pretty much every format, right? Like, But... I, if they if they're playing it enough, they should also like yeah sure they can do this whenever they want, but I think they should have been a little more uh, like proactive with their banning right now. Like like you had mentioned, there's a decent amount of cards that are still running around in the format that should go, but like it, it shouldn't get to a point where the the entire community has to be in an outcry for changes. It should just kind of already start happening and because it is a format they can easily adjust and change. I think they should have done that. They should have, like, done some changes, like, in the format with bands today, and if maybe, like, you know, or suspend at least, and then if, if you know, it's not as bad as it seems, and it feels like the format can afford it, then sure, we take it off the suspend list. But I, I feel like they should have been a little more active about the banning. But your wild cards. What do you cards, think, Richard? Your wild cards. They can't, <laughs> they, they, they will not ban things left and right in historic because of wild cards. So I think... Oh, heaven forbid we have four mythic No, no, wild not giving you wild cards, but like you that. using your wild cards in Historic, right? Oh, like, oh. You, like, remember, Historic is the last place for you to play your arena cards if you're an arena player. So, Earl being banned, uh, like, Omnath being banned, like, if they're banned in Historic, they, they just can't get played anywhere once they rotate out of Standard if they're not banned in Standard, right? So, I think they're trying to keep a light touch on Historic so that you can actually play your cards and not feel bad but i don't know i haven't played historic so i'll trust you guys you you listed some pretty scary cards uh so we'll see what wizards does but historic anthologies is always their answer they can print a random goblin hate card for you to, to deal with this in the future so we'll we'll see how it goes uh but i i do think they're a little more careful with arena because of the finality of your collection and like you can't really just change your collection at will like you can uh, with paper cards so i'm okay with them being careful all right so historic i think overall everyone's happy but maybe they could have done a bit more let's move on and talk pioneer which is a format that got 
a huge list of changes. So, uh, at the top of the list, of course, like everywhere, Uro, Teferi joining it, uh, now it's banned essentially in every format back to modern. We have, uh, Undercity format, Bellistrad Spy, which targets the Oops All Spells deck in specific, Wilderness Wreck, another mistake of Standard's Pass that was at the top tier of the meta. <laughs> if you look at the numbers, uh, Uro, number one creature, Teferi, number seven overall card in the format, Wilderness Wreck, is has been the top deck in the format at various times and then the oops all spell deck is eight ish percent of the meta which is i guess like solidly tier one status although not currently like the number one overall deck although it is a really obnoxious deck to play about uh around and i gotta say this is close to my pioneer wish list for bannings like when i was thinking about and talking about what i wanted to see banned leading up to this update uh, this is basically it. I had Balistrad Spy slash Undercity Informant, Uro, Wilderness Reclamation. I didn't have Teferi out of respect for Krim, but I am always happy to see, <laughs> to see Teferi bad as well. And this is, this is a huge shakeup. Like, for me, Pioneer feels back on the meta. I played a Pioneer League, uh, last week for the first time in a while. And my experience was, like, half of my matches were really fun and interesting. And then the other half of my matches were against <laughs> broken Damn. cards that I had been begging with to ban in standard a few months ago and those are just absolutely miserable matchups now i feel like with this ban list a lot of those miserable mistakes of standard pass uh, cards are out of the format hopefully that increases the the fun matches uh, the percentage of the time you're playing interesting different pioneer feeling things instead of just broken cards from standard pass so i personally feel like they just absolutely nailed it with the pioneer ban list like i couldn't ask for any more than this honestly I, I could ask for one more. What what would Omnath. you add? Uh, Omnath. I think Omnath is interesting. That was a card that I also had uh, had on my list to just ban. At the same time, maybe with Uro and Teferi being gone, so that would power down like the the Niv decks that can play it, the five color Niv decks. Like maybe that's enough to keep it in check. Uh, I I don't know. I could see that argument. I'm not sure I agree with that argument, but I can see why they would be like, all right, maybe maybe Omnath will be okay once these other cards are gone. I I think that Omnath on its own will ju be just powerful enough to where like it. it Sure, it lost out on Uro, it lost out, you know, like, the Niv decks lost out on a few things there, but Omnath is still a very good magic card, and and if you could abuse it in Standard with its meta, you can definitely abuse it here, right? We we already saw in Standard that, that Uro wasn't a part of the deck for a while, and and I, I believe, like, right? Like, is that, yeah, that that's, there, there was a period where Omnath was still just legal, or did they ban it together? Uh, I can't remember. It all blurs together. <laughs> no, we we had in standard. I think they were banned separately, right? Yeah, right. I think so. But I I just remember seeing so much Omnath everywhere and Uros here and there. I just couldn't remember what I was playing anymore. But <laughs> let's just go. It's been a very long two years, <laughs> and uh, so I I think yeah. Like at a point, uh, Omnath was on its own and still a problem. So and that's in standard. So I I, I think as you get back into Pioneer with a bigger part, like you know card pool it's just gonna be like it's still gonna be pretty good however everything else that you had mentioned is true i mean like yeah like i i think that that is stuff that we like we've all been wanting to see go uh balustrade spy undercity informer that that's great to see it go i i i understand why uh oops all spells had to go and i i despise it myself but i was just so caught up in the sadness that was playing against uro and wilderness wreck that i didn't even acknowledge it as a problem because <laughs> like, like, every every pioneer queue i played was just wilderness wreck and uro piles right that, that was every matchup that i played and and that was true almost all the way back to modern so for me, for a good, like, this is just, like, a huge sigh of relief because every format I played was Uro Piles. And I don't play Legacy or an older format, so I don't know, I can't speak to that personally, but, like, holy cow, playing all the way back to Modern just to get away from Uro, and I just couldn't get away from it. Yeah, and, and Uro was uh, the most played creature in Legacy as well, so you you wouldn't even get it. You could go back to Vintage. <laughs> uh, I learned this week that the most, you will never, you will see if you can guess this, Crib. Vintage has a reputation of being, uh, like, the most broken format. Can you guess what the most played creature in Vintage is? I, 
scavenging ooze <laughs> to help beat it's, it around. It's Tarvagoyf. It's, it's the one place, vintage is the one format <laughs> where Tarvagoyf is still a true staple somehow. So Tarvagoyf was too good yeah. for the other formats. That was the that's, issue. That's it wasn't the, the format got too good for Tarvagoyf. Tarvagoyf was better. Leave his one domain alone. <laughs> Uh, so, Richard, what uh, what do you think about the Pioneer changes? Is Pioneer back on the table? <laughs> That's my question to you guys, because Pioneer has kind of been dead format for a while. Remember, it came out of the gates, was destroying modern. Like, modern players all flocked to Pioneer, and then after a while, we couldn't even get, like, a league fired off on Pioneer. Like, you would queue for, like, five minutes for a Pioneer match. Is this enough to bring everyone back? Do we have sweet decks we can play I now? Mean, I, I That's what I was originally thinking with this BNR, but... I think the I thought I, that's when I thought back to and the moment I stopped enjoying Pioneer was when I realized all I was doing is playing standard all over again. Yeah, and and now now this actually doesn't look like standard, right? I mean, the top what were the top decks? I mean, like sure, there's like some Yorion decks still that, that are that, that exist, but like that that's not the worst that you could do in Pioneer, right? So now that I don't see Uro piles, Wilderness Wreck piles, all that stuff, and I mean both together. Uh, there's there's a lot here, and I'm very interested now to see what Pioneer looks like moving forward, because uh, th- that leaves what spirits all some pretty sweet Uro. I mean, uh, 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 aggro decks. <laughs> Clip that. Uh, sorry, I'm so used to talking about a certain card. Uh, yeah, there's yeah there's there's, there's burn? spirits. There's a bunch of various like Luris like Boggles decks, Luris Burn decks that are in the format. Uh, Mono Black Aggro is still one that's floating around. Then you got like Rakdos Pyromancer decks. There's some like more controlling end of the spectrum decks. There's like some Saltai control and so forth. Blue Black control that don't actually use uh use Uro. So for me, I think Pioneer is definitely back on the table. I think the thing about Pioneer from a a larger perspective though is i feel like it's a format that it kind of got double whammied by the pandemic for one thing uh because it was very popular in paper and losing out on the ability to play paper magic right when it was kind of gaining traction was a pretty big deal and then it's also the format that isn't on arena which is a bit of a drawback so i feel like those things are still right now limiting factors for pioneer as far as it getting back to where it was a little over a year ago where it was like the new hotness everyone was playing it it was arguably more popular than modern for a little bit i think those things might keep that from happening but for me personally i'm way more interested in uh in brewing pioneer in playing pioneer today than i was even last week so it's back on the table for me we'll see the only other thing is like uh, pioneer kind of has a history of more broken things showing up we had like the thb broken stuff and then they banned it and then we had like the wilderness wrecks of the world and the oops all spells of the world and now they just ban those does this mean pioneer is healthy forever or is it just waiting for the next broken thing to be printed i guess we'll have to wait and see but for the short term at least i'm really excited to uh to jam some more pioneer games and i haven't been excited to jam pioneer games in in a bunch of months honestly yeah i i would it feels almost like it's been half a year or something since i've been excited to play pioneer and i am genuinely thrilled and i i think once it hits arena I you know now that this this overhaul has happened to the format, I do think that it actually gets a, a huge boost in popularity again when it gets onto arena. Are you ready to drop like ten grand to afford to play <laughs> Pioneer on arena? I mean, <laughs> but I'm hoping not. Jokes Please aside, no, uh, I'm interested to see where the format goes because remember Pioneer like gained popularity off of like modern kind of sucking, right? Like we're coming off Hogak Winter and things like that, uh, but. Now that Pioneer's back on the table, Modern is also back on the table. So we'll see where the player base goes, whether they want to try to play Modern, Pioneer, or maybe even both. Um, But we'll see how it goes. And we'll also see how Strixhaven affects this, whether we see cards that just permeate through all formats again. Like, you know, we get the next Uro or the next uh, Omnath or something, and it just, like, trickles through all the formats. And then six months later, it's banned from all the formats. We'll see how the formats hold up uh, as we go into Strixhaven as well. I do. F- I mean, yeah. I do feel like they've done better with that since Core Set 2021. 
like outside of Omneth in specific, Corset 2021 didn't really have anything that broke formats all over. Zendikar was pretty fine outside of Omneth as far as breaking things. <laughs> you it's just listed a card like... from every set. How about Tybalt in, <laughs> in Kaldheim? Is that okay? We just listed a single card from every set, Seth. Uh, but Tybalt, though, isn't... Well, all right, let's talk about modern because I still don't think that Tybalt itself is broken. I think that the rules around double face cards are silly and that they should like the card itself is fine it's just this weird old synergy with cascade that made it be a problem so in modern obviously uh tibal strickery gone uh not gonna complain about that uro gone simeon spirit guide oh that makes me so sad but even i'll admit it's a better format without fast mana so uh pour one out for turn one blood moon but still like it's probably fine mystic sanctuary field of the dead and then the rules change which essentially just targets mdfcs and then i think you mentioned richard it like hits on adventures yeah. too are those the only two mechanics that it's really relevant uh with they, they said anything with a dominant side so those are the two that we use often i don't know if there's a third one or if they have a future uh card type but basically cascade works the way you think it should work you can't cheat using you know looking at the chief half of a spell and then casting the expensive half now the rule looks at the uh the half you're trying to cast uh so yeah mdfcs and adventure cards are the two ones that we play most often right now split cards remain the same for consistency that that also made a lot yeah. of sense too i'm surprised you know like it it wasn't a thing right once mdfcs were announced yeah it seems like they I guess they must have just missed it. Wizards is like pretty upfront that they don't really test much for modern. So I would assume if they had foresaw this cascade thing in modern, they probably would have just announced this rule change along with the set. And maybe they just didn't test modern enough to actually find the interaction and see how good that it actually was. Because I actually think this does make cascade play more intuitively, right? Like if you were a new player and you cast a cascade spell, I think you would assume that you shouldn't be able to cast Tibald off of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a pretty, a pretty smooth way to handle the issue. As far as the rest of the ban list, I mean, this is exactly a lot of the cards I wanted to see banned. Tibalt's Trickery, I was willing to wait a little bit because I'm still not sure that it's actually good in modern or, but it certainly is obnoxious and, uh, the play pattern is not very fun, but I'm still not convinced that it's actually like a good deck. Uh, Mystic Sanctuary and Field of the Dead. Oh my god, I hate both of those cards. I'm very happy to see those gone. Uh, I don't know wh which of those are you most happy to see gone. A Field of the Dead. Mystic Sanctuary. I'm actually kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of sad about Sanctuary because I, I you, do play you, you, know, you know, the most <laughs> salty thing I've ever like that's ever happened to me. So I like turn one thought sees them, get their uh, cascade spell out. Right? They then I play Tarmogoyf. They then Teferi bounce Tarmogoyf. Okay? I kill with Jango Root Geist. <laughs> yeah, that happened. And then you know what they do? They Mystic Sanctuary, the Cascades fall back on top, and they Cascade. And I'm like, come on. <laughs> right? They get the Tibble, I dread bore it, and then I die to like Uros and Field of the Dead tokens. And I'm like, come on, you can't you can't beat this, right? So all of them getting hit <laughs> is a boon and Mid-range is finally back on the table. Like, those two cards, the first two cards, Field and Mystic, like, just killed mid-range. Like, you just cannot grind anything, right? Like, you, you just cannot beat those cards, no matter what you do. Uh, so, I think this brings, like, a whole archetype back into modern, which means it's, you know, Tarmogoy's time to <laughs> just, shine. Just say it. Just say it, Richard. <laughs> I is think alive. Jund is playable. <laughs> I, I think Jund is playable. Just it's, say it. it. You can now <laughs> achieve a 45% win rate if you're really good, okay? Like, it's possible now. <laughs> you might see a 5-0 deck list. It's, like, actually not hacked if you see it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, this is... This is maybe the biggest shakeup we've seen for modern ever. Like this hits on Uros and everything. Uh, number one creature, Simeon Spirit Guide, even discounting that everyone plays it in the Cascade into Tibalt decks, which are now gone because of the rules change. Uh, there's a bunch of decks that rely on Simeon Spirit Guide. Uh, I think the, the biggest loser outside of the Tibalt decks is definitely Ad Nauseum, which probably just isn't a deck anymore because you need the Simeon Spirit Guide mana to cast your finishers or it's going to be like a ton worse than it was before. It hits on one of my favorite decks, Mono Red Prison. Uh, although, again, 
it makes me sad to see one of my favorite decks become unplayable, but I really do think, for the overall health of Modern, that it's probably better to just not have cards like Simeon Spirit Guide in the format. Like, they only do unfair things. Uh, so, so I'm fine with it being gone. And then getting rid of the lands, like, that hits on every permeable Titan deck. It, there's decks built around both of those cards. The control decks that are just looping cryptic commands with Mystic Sanctuary. So where does, where does Modern go from here? Like, I, I'm looking at the metagame and like, sure, Burn is still there. Or Heliod combo is still there. But a lot of the, the archetypes that have really been the staples of the format for the past few months, they're going to be gone now. So what do you think rises up or what are you excited to see now that we get this change outside of Tarmogoyf's Richard? <laughs> I think you'll see a lot of Tarmogoyf's. I don't see a lot of Karn destroying Tarmogoyf. I think we're going backwards in time, right? Are you going to see like people play, is human still a thing? I don't know, right? Uh, infect, yeah. burn, like all these are back on the table now that you just don't lose a game that goes, you know, longer than four turns, right? Now it's actually like, okay, can I stop the unfair deck? And if I can, can I stop the aggro decks? And then I can play a game instead of just like auto losing after turn four. So I think we just roll back modern two years, right? And then we play with fair kind of mid rangey decks, right? Like, like the, the games will be slower or not slower, but. You, you can play slower without risk of losing to feel the dead mystic sanctuary. Yeah, I think, I think that is a, is a big impact. Like, if you look at the best decks that were not hit by bannings, it's probably like hammer time, it's burn, it's like blitz. Those are super aggressive decks. And you might think, okay, so aggro is just going to take over the format. But I think because you don't have Mystic Sanctuary, you don't have Field of the Dead as this unbeatable late game clock, maybe that means you can play the Jones of the World or you can play uh, control decks that have the answers to deal with aggro and then play like an actual game of magic in modern, which after Cascades into Tybalt and all the brokenness that we've had for the past couple of years, actual games of magic in modern sounds sounds really fun like that sounds very enjoyable to me yeah actually getting to just play magic and like not lose to like i i, I still i was already reeling over just the the field of the deads existing right and then and then modern just got farther and farther away uh from playability like playable to me uh and now now that all of these cards are gone i i actually am really excited to see what modern's doing now and and, and it seems like you know, this could be a format where I can actually have fun and play Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> you could have played all these cards. I don't know if I go that far. You could play Jace with hey, Field hey, and Mystic if Sanctuary. Richard can have Tarmogoyf. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're back to Tarmogoyf first Jace. <laughs> magic like it's that's, 2010. Look, I, I, that's actually good I, magic. I'm not going to lie to you. I think Tarmogoyf is a very key indicator of a format. If Tarmogoyf is a bad card, something is wrong with your format if it's modern, right? That means, like, you can't block a Goblin Guide for whatever reason, <laughs> Right? Because you're going to die to like a Mystic Sanctuary later on. So as long as you can play like a big beefy creature and it doesn't auto win the game like Uro and you can actually stop aggro decks, I think you're actually in a healthy place. So I think Tarmogoyf actually is like a good test of whether the format is like in a decent spot or not. Yeah, I see. That's, I think how, that's, that's how I feel. But but place Jason. <laughs> <laughs> but, but but replace that with a Teferi that's banned in every format. <laughs> look, look, look. I got to play my Teferi somewhere. Okay, so. Uh, well, Modern modern is the place. And I think, much like Pioneer, I'm really excited to play Modern again. But I've been playing Modern all along. Like, Modern, I guess I'm just used to it being broken at times. And <laughs> yeah, it's been super broken recently because of the Cascade into Tybalt thing. Uh, but... I don't know. Modern always goes through periods of brokenness, so I, I'm willing to put up with a lot in Modern, uh, just because I really love the format, but now I'm, like, super excited to try out new things, and hopefully this this opens the door to more diversity in the format, more decks being able to compete, which I think would be a really a really good thing for the format, and a, a really big deal. Uh, Alright, how about, uh, how about Legacy? So this is maybe the hardest one for us to talk about, because I think it's a format we all play the least. I like Legacy a lot, but I haven't played a ton of Legacy recently. So I guess I will mostly defer to the Legacy experts who have been talking about the format. And it seems like the overwhelming response to this BNR is positive. Like the Oko, Arcanus, Astrolabe. Oko is like 
36% of decks or something, so it is really doing its thing uh, and elking its way through Legacy, and the other two are like in 20-ish percent of decks. Um, so they are cards that were ultra staples of the format, and this will represent a pretty big shakeup there. I think it's probably good based on the reaction from everyone else, but what do you guys think? Uh, do you have any opinions on the Legacy bannings? Let me use my 10-year-old knowledge of Legacy. <laughs> uh, I think Astrolabe and Oko is actually pretty obvious, like, based on what they do, how they invalidate, like, entire, like, Astrolabe invalidates entire strategies, right? Like, there's no mana denial or anything. You just play basics, and then Astrolabe fixes all your mana. So that was dumb. Oko, we know, is dumb. Arcanus, I scratch my head. Like, I I don't know. We need to ask Joe, our legacy expert, why Arcanus is so bad. It's just a creature. You kill it. Like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't, I I don't think, know like, I why is that to be bad, right? It doesn't have haste. It doesn't have anything. So I'm a little confused about that one. But the other two seem, like, pretty obvious to me. I don't know. Dread Arcanus seems kind of really good in legacy, right? It's just too much value. For a, such a cheap creature, right? Because like legacy, I don't see many creatures like like creatures that are over two like three mana unless they're something broken or game. But you can ending, kill right? it, like like an emerald, right? Like you, you, you actually can, have like sure you can kill you can it, kill it. But- you have like two turns worth to kill it, right? At instant speed, and then during your turn. So so my but if you don't right, and like if you don't, it it just feels like that's I don't know. It's just too much to come back from. The value is just so good there. So I think uh, that this is a band targeted pretty much at Team Delver, which is kind of separated itself as like the deck in Legacy at this point, looking at recent late challenge results and so forth. And I think this is a way that you can target that without going after like uh, the holy holy cows, whatever whatever it is. The, the, the cards you just can't ban. Like, Delver of Secrets, it's kind of just, like, grandfathered into the format. Same with Brainstorm. People are always like, oh, you know, it probably makes sense to ban Brainstorm, but it's just never going to happen. It's like Sol Ring and Commander is just, like, what the format is. So I feel like hitting Arcanist is a way that they can they can power down Delver a bit without going after old-school legacy cards that old-school legacy players have come to love and accept. Uh, this, is, this is the new card in the deck that they actually can get away with banning. And I think because it's so good in Teamer Delver, that's part of why it's maybe harder to beat than you think, because the Delver lists, uh, they're all the Wastelands, all the free counter spells. So I feel like you probably can snowball an Arcanist pretty easily in a deck like that. So I think maybe it makes sense from that perspective, but I would also uh, like to hear Joe's take on it. And speaking of Joe's take, I know he's working on a an article for hopefully tomorrow about the banning. So uh, his take will be up on, on the website in the near future as far as the legacy bannings. What about uh what about vintage? Vintage, no bannings, but we got an unbanning of Luris of the Dream Den. So Luris destroyed Vintage when it was printed, but it was banned in Vintage before the errata to uh companions. So that was back when you could just play it on three every single turn. Do you think that having the companion tax now is gonna be enough to to keep Luris safe in the format? Even reading Wizard's announcement, it sounds like they're a little bit on the fence. They're like, uh, we really want everything to be legal. We don't like having hard bannings in vintage. Is Luris gonna be too good? Uh, we don't know, but we're gonna keep a we're gonna keep an eye on it. We're gonna free it for the time being and see if it does prove to take over the metagame again. We will revert the change and put it back on the ban list. So Will it be safe now? Uh, I I have to. I don't know. It isn't like everything in vintage like two two or less mana. So if you can just take a turn, right? You you might just be a turn slower. I guess is that is that enough to lose you the game? I I think it could because it is vintage. But I don't know. I feel like Uro's... I mean, uh, Uro, once again, I need to stop saying Uro. That's just <laughs> so sad over the loss of Uro. I cannot get it off his mind. Yeah, 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 I was so just beaten over this. I'm torn apart right now. <laughs> it, it, like, Luris still seems pretty powerful, and, I mean, it's going to be something they'll have to probably monitor, but I don't play Vintage enough to, under, to like, speak on it. I, this is just what it seems like from the outside. It seems, I mean... Oh, go ahead, It seems slow, no? So, I mean, the problem with Luris is, like... You could black Lotus Lures and then get a Lotus back, right? And then, like, you're just set up, right? Like, you can just do whatever you want. Now you have to pay, like, six mana to get that Lures on the battlefield. I think that's a lot. So I don't know if that's good enough, but I don't think... It'll, like, before Lures was in, like, literally every deck because it was a free roll, right? 
I don't think that will happen now. Maybe there is a deck with lures that's really good still, but like that's a lot of mana. That's like a black lotus worth of mana now just to put it in your hand. So I, I feel like that's enough to tip the power. But is the upside not worth it? Like the upside, because like everything in vintage is like two or less, right? Outside of like monastery mentor. Is that still legal? Uh, <laughs> uh, mentor is restricted, I believe. Uh, I think it's restricted. Okay, I remember there was Yeah, something. it's restricted. It's restricted in, uh, in vintage. Okay, well, yeah, like everything inside vintage is like, it falls right under two yeah. or less. So I feel like the upside, I know, I know that there's like this perception that vintage, everybody just loses like on turn one, but uh, there's actually a lot there. Uh, and a lot that goes on, and you know, three six mana, but like six mana to essentially just completely like outvalue your opponent and grind him into the ground. <laughs> it's actually not a lot. I, uh, and I, you're right. I mean, it seems. Good. Also, I mean, uh, at the same time, remember, I mean, when Lures was legal, that was before they printed uh, like Rick and the Walking Dead Secret Lair Drop, which gives you a four drop that you really want in your humans deck. So maybe, maybe Rick Steadfast Leader is. Is gonna I, gonna save the day. I, it makes you think there, twice. Thought, thought there was a new card that got called Rick, <laughs> and it, I thought like this is like Eugene is Ugin. I'm like, that, I, uh, uh, okay, sure. Uh, What's Rick? Ri- Seth? <laughs> really, really though. Like, I think I kind of lean on Richard's side with this one. Like, I think that people will still play lures in vintage because as Krim mentioned, there are some decks where it's kind of just a free roll because you play a lot of cheap stuff, you play a lot of spells, so it doesn't cost you much to have lures as your companion outside of a sideboard slot. At the same time, I don't think it's going to be broken like it was before because uh, the like turn one lures off Black Lotus, get back you know, your Black Lotus, cast something else or whatever, like that line's no longer available. Like if you're doing that on turn three, that's probably fine. Like by that time you're getting staxed and people have more turns to interact and to execute their game plan. So I think that it'll see play, but I also think that maybe it'll be safe with the tax being added to it just because it cuts out that, that really devastating turn one black Lotus loop. Uh, so I guess that is all the formats for the most part. So what format from our BNR list today. Actually, no. Actually, one other question first. Uh, there's one format we didn't talk about, which is standard. Are you guys at all surprised by the fact that we didn't get any standard changes? Uh, no no Ember Cleaves, no Adventure cards, or were you kind of expecting this was going to focus on older formats? I'm not surprised with the, the way the ban list are, like, played out for standard, but that doesn't mean that standard is, like, fun. Right. The, 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 the reason why I think the way it is, is because if, as you know, I'd mentioned before, if they are banning anything else from Eldraine, they should rotate it. Yeah. And, and, and that's the big issue, right? Like any card, I don't care which card it is. If it is from Eldraine, just rotate the set. <laughs> and then, and then at that, like, now not saying they couldn't do it because there's still time wizards to fix what is currently standard. Uh, and that is to make it so that with the release of Strixhaven, just an early rotation. I, I guarantee you we'll have a banning soon in Standard because I haven't played Standard in the last week or two. And especially with all these changes to all the other formats, people will go play the other formats and their Standard numbers will tank even further. And then they will do something about it. They're like, people aren't playing Standard. What do we do? Just ban some cards, right? You know, hit the front page of reddit make it fresh right people will come try it out see what's up right but i think i'm gonna spend all my time playing modern maybe pioneer uh so i'm not gonna touch standard and whatever happens standard doesn't really matter until there's a bnr or a new set yeah i'll be playing a lot of historic and probably like pioneer right because i like uro was the only thing that gated me <laughs> from playing historic <laughs> no i mean no no I, by by uro i mean because uro is getting banned uh, I, I gotta play the format i'm so sad <laughs> Because it's gone, uh, <laughs> uh, but but like legitimately standard, it's not that standard. Once again, is unhealthy outside of like your combat step being irrelevant. Uh, the 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 format's just kind of boring to me, um, and and so I'm I'm really excited to see what what historic will now have because I've been waiting to actually play a ton of Caldheim stuff in historic. And of course, all of it lost to Uro. But, <laughs> but now we're on the menu and we're doing things again. And it feels good. It feels good to actually like have cards that cost me deck slots <laughs> and don't do nine things at once. So, 
Uh, like, yeah, standard, once again, just feels okay. It's not bad by any means. I don't think it's, like, awful. Standard is plagued by Eldraine, but I think that's just uh, a problem with, the like, a rotation thing. Yeah, I, I've actually been kind of enjoying standard recently, and it, I don't think standard is, like, bad either, but it is a little bit samesy, uh, getting a little tired of seeing the same Eldraine cards. I will say when they announced Challenger decks this week, and it had, like, a bunch of Lovestruck Bees and Bone Crushers and Ember Cleaves and all this Eldraine stuff, and there was no BNR announcement in the in the <laughs> announcement of Challenger decks, so I was like, oh, no, it's definitely not happening. Like, there, there's no way they're going to throw all these Eldraine staples into Challenger decks and then just ban them right afterwards, so... What if they did in the announcements, though, right? Like, you check the announcements of the <laughs> Challenger decks. I, now I got to read all the all the announcements on the Mothership, because you never know when they're just going to slide in a, a BNR. They've broken it. They've broken it. They figured out the formula. Yeah, they, they right? got like, me. Now I, now I got to gotta read it every time. I mean, <laughs> product release and a BNR. Just say there will be a BNR update in every product release, but say no changes across the <laughs> meme on it. I mean, for people out of the loop, basically, there's a secret layer announcement. Uh, on Monday, where uh, Uro is in one of the drops, and they put a little note there saying Uro is going to be banned in all these formats, just so that you're aware, so you don't buy these <laughs> cards. And yes, that was a funny way of doing a BNR announcement. But at the same time, I have to applaud Watsi for like looking out for the uh, the customers, right? Like, how sad would you be yeah. if you bought this for your standard deck, and only next week to find out it's banned from, or not standard from a uh, for your modern deck, but it's banned from modern now right like you you know it would be a very scummy move so even though it was a weird way to do things i'm glad they actually did it right that they're actually looking at yeah i'm glad they did it it's just funny oh yeah it it is funny yeah and i think it's well worth it look at like we we suspected the ban list would be long or there'd be more to it because why didn't they just rush that out right but because 15 cards are banned they had to spend some time and do a little write-up so it it, kind of worked out yeah do you ever think we would see this many cards get the axe in one announcement i feel like like i i guess i'm still used to like oh my gosh one card is on here (laughs) but but, i mean is this the normal i feel like this is this is the pathway we've been going down like over the past over the past bits and wizards even and kind of said that in the article where they're like yeah we haven't done a lot of bnrs because the pandemic has like been keeping paper play from happening so we just haven't really bothered a whole lot so it kind of felt like all the cards on this one were were stuff they'd been saving up for a while and like watching the formats and they're like all right we'll just do this all at once get rid of all these things at once so yeah it is definitely a huge bnr announcement compared to past ones but i kind of feel like after the past two years it's not really surprising for me like personally and i don't know if i'm gonna get yelled at for this but I like shake-up bannings. Like, I, that's what I want for standard. Like, I, I would, that's why I would like Eldraine to rotate, just to shake it up. It's not that it's necessarily everything is broken in the traditional sense, but I like ban lists like this that suddenly a bunch of the best decks in a format like Modern or a bunch of, you know, really dominating decks in Pioneer are gone. Those are the bannings that make me really excited to play a format when if they were just like, okay, Uro's banned in every format, yeah, like that would make me want to like try modern again, but I bet you within like a week I would be complaining about Field of the Dead or Mystic Sanctuary or one of those other to cascade into Tibble. So I like these big BNR announcements and I would like to see more of them, I think, in the future. I, I, I'm actually right there with you. I, I think the shakeup is great. The, the part of me that's like, oh, my wild cards, you know, <laughs> like and, and stuff like that could be worried. But I guess since these all get returned to me at some point, right? But. Uh, so arena wise, this could be easily salvaged because they give you back the wild cards. However, pioneer, modern, yeah, some of that. I mean, I, I don't get wild cards back in real life. So, and some, and a lot of these cards are, or modern and pioneer could get pretty pricey. But yeah, I, I do like these shakeup changes. Like these big format shakeups are awesome. And to be honest with you, whatever I can do or whatever they can do to get me to wear modern back in modern where the, like back in the simple days, when I was the biggest thing I was worried about was Karn, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I, I can't believe this is me in 2021, but <laughs> golly, sure wish I had more Tron matchups. <laughs> right, I'm gonna hard I, disagree with you guys. Not on Tron. I, I do, I do want to get Karn. That that would be a refreshing change. But <laughs> what an honor! <laughs> it's good for making content. It's good for YouTube and stuff like that. But I, I do not want to see shakeups in my non-rotating formats. 
the whole point of those formats is they're supposed to be stable long term. You can buy a deck and expect to play it in five years, right? If we had shakeups, Tron would be long gone, right? Like you know, Tron has been a dominant deck for a while. We would never have like Splinter Twin. It would have been gone like you know a couple months in. So I think it's cool to have these like long story decks. Like you can actually trace like Jund back to like the Stone Ages or whatever, right? And see the changes because it's not an overpowered deck, right? The problem is when there's a deck so overwhelming that you cannot play random cards anymore, uh, such as Uro. Uh, so as long as we don't have those, uh, I don't want to see like any shakeups, right? I, I want to buy a modern deck and not have it rotate in six months. Right, so when Strixhaven uh, so, comes uh, and rotates modern again, I'm going to be upset again, right? <laughs> uh, here, here's the thing, though. If you look at the cards that were banned today, they were all cards, I guess, outside of Simeon Spirit Guide that were printed in the last couple of years and already shook up modern. Like that's true. I, I feel like that dream is that. it's just dead. The dream, the dream, the dream is died of modern being a stable format, not because of bannings, but because of Wizards' design changes. Like they're designing cards to break modern every set, or to at least be playable in modern every set. So I feel like unless Wizards gonna like change their design philosophy and go back to the days of like. Uh, is it really possible that we make a top 10 list of modern cards from this set because we're like scraping around for something that might show up in a sideboard in some tier three deck? Like if they go back to that design era, sure, then we could have a stable modern format. But if they're going to keep shaking up the format by printing really busted cards, is it really harmful if they also shake up the format by banning by banning some of those cards? Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, that, I agree with inserting that. randomly overpowered cards and just keep banning them to get perpetual fresh formats but i don't know like can you really recommend someone invest like two thousand dollars three thousand dollars in a modern deck and not know if it will exist in like six months right like that's a little scary right i think that's a really big question i actually had someone bring that up to me on twitter day when we were talking about the mannings and they said that uh i don't remember the username but they said that their takeaway was they shouldn't buy cards like tibalt when the set's first printed Like, like when something's printed and it looks really exciting the right thing to do is not buy that card because you never know if Wizards going to ban it in a couple of weeks. And I think that is that is an issue because we've seen that with some of these really expensive cards. Like if you went out and bought Okos right after they were printed or if you went out and bought Uros right after they were printed, you're kind of getting wrecked to Fairy Time Raveler if you bought it when it was expensive and standard. So that is a <laughs> that is a that is a concern, and I don't know what to tell people. Like, sh- should you buy staples when you see like Uro and you're like, okay, that's the best card from its set. It's going to be played across formats. Should you run out and buy that card, or should you be like, no, I shouldn't buy this card because it's probably going to get banned? I, what do you guys think? I don't even know if I know the answer to that. It, it, that's going to come down to what you're trying to get out of it. If you're a person that just wants to play you know, casually or, you know, have fun and whatever, right? Like you're the competitiveness of magic doesn't appeal to you, then yeah, don't buy it. Right? Like cause I, I don't recommend buying it then. But if you're somebody that just needs the best cards, the best deck, week one, I'm going to like an open or or something like that, then then yeah, you do have to buy it. Yeah. If you if you need to play the cards like right now, then you can take the risk, right? But I wouldn't buy it just to add to my collection. Like there, there used to be a time, right, where we're like, hey, this modern staple is being reprinted. You should stock up on it. Like Thoughtseize. Imagine playing Thoughtseize in 2020, right? You're like, when it reprinted, you're like, oh my God, Thoughtseize got reprinted. I should buy them, right? And then they would just sit in your binder and never be played again because the metagame shifted in a way such that like entire like strategies like uh, got removed, right? Like, for example, like a card like a removal spell. Right. You would expect that. Yeah, maybe I can't play a specific deck, but removal should always be good. Right. Uh, but the answer is no. Right. Sometimes the meta just shifts into such unfairness that you never need removal. So like investing in path to exiles or whatever, like promo ones, maybe a bad move. So I think modern moves enough such that you shouldn't really invest in staples anymore. You should just buy the deck you want to buy. Right. Take the risk that it will be irrelevant. And then that's it. You shouldn't really like build out a 10k modern collection or something right like that just seems horrendous especially with all the reprintings and things like that like it seems pretty dicey to kind of just buy cards because you think they're good 
Yeah, I think it's also important to point out, and Krim kind of hit on this a little bit, is it is less painful in digital as well. Like, if you're playing on Moto, you're probably uh, theoretically, hopefully, using a loan program because that's a, a pretty good way to go about it. And then, early getting banned, whatever. Like, what do you care? You're just borrowing it anyway, so it doesn't actually impact you. On Arena, it's still a bit painful because if you spend a bunch of wild cards to build Saltai and Historic, let's say, yeah, you're going to get back your Uros, but you theoretically are going to have... I don't know, some other cards that maybe aren't super useful. Like, is Hydroid Cross is still going to see a ton of play in Historic without Uro and without Saltai being as good? I don't know. So you still might lose out a little bit on Arena, although getting back the wild cards for the banned card definitely helps. So I think, yeah, in paper, it's definitely a big problem. Although, as we go more and more towards digital, maybe it's a little bit less of a concern just because of how the economies work digitally. I'm pretty sure digital costs way more than paper. I don't, I don't know if that, like, lessens the impact at all right because you can still sell your favorite cards right like your 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 hydroid crisis becomes literally nothing right so i don't i don't know that that makes it any better unless they change the model altogether right like all cards are free and cosmetics cost a lot of money but I don't think Wizards is actually doing that. Yeah, they haven't really seen uh, many signs of going that direction. So, uh, out of the formats, Historic, Pioneer, Modern, I guess Legacy and Vintage too. might as well throw them on there. Which single format are you most excited to play as a result of today's uh, announcement? It's it's really close with Historic and Pioneer. Uh, you know, Modern modern now, because I love Jace the Mind. Like, all, all three of those formats actually... Uh, uh, Jace the Mind Sculptor and Teferi is legal and modern. For now. So, I mean, yeah, for now, but, like, if a format is a, at a point where I, like, Jace needs to get banned again, then, then by golly, we are back in 2009. Let's go. But I, it might actually be modern for me, now that I think about it, because, no, wait, no, it's still Pioneer. <laughs> no, it's still Pioneer. No, wait, I can't play Teferi. Ah, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, Richard, what format are you going for? The only question is Future Sight or Modern Masters Art on my time ago. That is, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you know, the purest is like Future Sight, but you gotta shake it up once in a while, you know, show them what's up, right? So I present to you the third option, Box <laughs> Topper. No, 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 that's too new. That's too new. Uh, but yeah, Modern, 100% Modern. I, I think we've rolled back to Modern Horizons, which if I recall correctly, I complained about, but given the... <laughs> The events of the last uh, couple of years, I, I would gladly go back to Modern Horizons right now, and then we'll complain about it next week, right? But for now, we'll have like at least a week-long honeymoon period where we're like, yes, I can play without you know dreading that my opponent top decks a fetch land of all things to get Mystic Sanctuary to lock me out of the game, right? Like, oh no, fetch land, that's two zombies. I can't handle this, right? Like, oh no, I hope you draw your Jace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think for me, it's probably actually Pioneer. Like, Modern, I am really hyped to play more Modern. But like I said, I've already been playing Modern all along and just dealing with <laughs> dealing with the broken stuff. So while I think Modern's a lot better, I was going to play Modern either way. Pioneer, I haven't been playing. Uh, and now I am going to play. So I think that's a format that has improved the most in my mind, for me personally. Because all of a sudden, after going six months with playing like a single Pioneer League, now I'm like really hyped to start like making content and just playing and brewing. Because I feel like the format... It at least for a few weeks, is probably going to be kind of wide open and really interesting. And like I said before, I was already enjoying the matchups in Pioneer that were not based around Uros and Wilderness Rex and Teferis and Oops All Spells. Like, the, the formats without the banded standard cards or the decks without the banded standard cards led to some really interesting and fun games I thought in Pioneer. So now I'm excited that I'm going to play a lot of decks that don't have the broken cards and very few decks with the broken cards. So yeah, for me, it's definitely Pioneer, although I am excited about uh, the modern changes as well. And I think modern gets a lot better as a result. I'm just saying this here. Esper Charm, it's back <laughs> on the menu in modern. I'm just saying I'm just saying, that card is gas. I love that card. And if I can play Esper Charm, it truly is 
the format for me. Oh, Krim, I think you're still going to get hammer time to death before you resolve your Esper charm. Not if they don't have the hammer in hand, you see? <laughs> yeah, you can make them discard it with your Esper charm. <laughs> yeah, you, you laugh, him. but I cannot tell you how many games that has won me in modern. Also, Jund just loses to Esper charm. Like, if I draw two, can they come back? Uh, I, yeah, I hope I, mean, I can show the ladder to answer that question or in a league. <laughs> yeah, we, we got I, like you. We did get paired once on the arena ladder. Now we got to get paired on the modern. You know, ladder. If I lose Esper Charm, thumbs up to you. I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like that's cool, right? Yeah. You you worked for it and you did it. Congratulations. <laughs> I like it, right? As as opposed to like, oh, you drew a fetch land and one. Okay, cool. Nice deck building. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, one one more one more question. We just had this huge BNR, fifteen cards on the list. What is the next card? Any format, I don't care. What is the next card that's going to be banned? Muxus. Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Muxus and 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 uh, let's see here. Is there anything left in? You know, there is a discussion right for for like modern. Uh, I I think Pioneer is good, right? Every everything can, that that could be broken, I think, is like kind of just already in check but modern uh well pioneer i guess could lose omnath historic could use muxus and then modern can use uh what's uh what you call it yeah I, I i think you could consider prime time but that's about like it i think for me in modern yeah prime time and tron, and tron lands i'm gonna preemptively complain <laughs> about tron. Uh, I've, been, <laughs> I've been doing that for a long time so well welcome to the family <laughs> oh yeah yeah no no i i i guess we had just gotten so far from tron that i stopped complaining <laughs> which which was a big concern <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think Richard? so standard i think we're going to see some eldraine go but outside of standard i think the next card will be a strict saving card or the old Ooh, formats. What, so, Insert. so whatever broken thing <laughs> comes in straight. There will be like a mythic rare that they're gonna try to prevent, you know, not ban for like several months and give up on it. Like a year from now, we'll get that one. But then there'll be like a helper card also in strict saving <laughs> that they'll take out first. Uh, but eventually, <laughs> we'll we'll have another Oko, we'll have another Uro, another Omnath, like guaranteed in strict saving. I am like hundred percent positive. I used to ne- I used to wonder how right like in like in comic books and like you know those worlds and like anime worlds. How there's always a new problem, right? And I was like, that's not possible. You just solved, you, you know, the Joker's down, right? You got the Joker. Everything's done. How is there constantly trouble in paradise? And then I realized that's just our lives in magic. Every day there's a new problem. And there there really just is no endpoint. Wizards is repairing you for the real world, Krim. <laughs> we, we should give them a round of applause here. A round of applause here. Wow. Thank you, Wizards. Life lessons. I didn't, when I play, I started to play Magic, I didn't know I was paying to also get life lessons. This is good. This, thank you, Wizards. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to go with, uh, Oh man, I think the most likely is something from the sack deck and historic probably. I'll go with Cauldron Familiar because we know Wizards already doesn't like how that card plays on Arena because of all the clicking. So I feel like if they, if they end up having to choose something from the sack deck and historic to ban, that's probably the most likely pick, even if you could argue for Mayhem Devil or something. And also, I guess secondarily, I like Richard's theory that Everyone's going to play Modern Pioneer, and Standard play might go down as a result of these bannings, and then they decide to ban something in Standard, and I would go with probably, like, Embercleave, maybe? Like, if they're not going to, like, ban a bunch of stuff from Eldorain, I guess that would be the single card that I would pick to shake up the meta the most. Either that or Yarion. I know that's not even an Eldorain card, but uh, maybe one of those in Standard could be, like, a future, we need people to play Standard again, like, Strixhaven is coming out, we need people on Arena type of banning. I, I think that if there is a card to be banned in Standard, I don't think it's going to be something from, from Eldorain. That'll be too much. It'll be some. It'll be Yorion or some kind of Ikoria card, an ultimatum. Who knows, right? Scoop, scoop swarm. We all know that that yeah, should have been banned swarm like a year has ago. To go. <laughs> to go. How do you beat? Been, how do you beat a copy every time they play a land? <laughs> they're just playing the game. <laughs> no, like I, I think it will actually be something out of Eldraine, right? Because can they afford? To, like they really cannot handle another Eldraine ban, can they? Just rotate the set at that point, <laughs> uh, and and I I think that you know like like 
we're, we're, we're kind of skipping right over historic here, but I would actually like to see what the numbers are on how many people are playing historic to standard, right? And I mean, and, and I mean after Uro's banning, because I felt like before, now, I mean, I'm not talking about YouTube and whatnot, because I think YouTube, more people want to watch standard, but I, like Twitch streaming wise, I feel like historic has more fun and more people are requesting to watch historic. Yeah. No, I think that's true. And I think being on arena definitely probably is a big part of that compared to some of the other formats. So maybe, maybe they'll keep a close eye on it. And I guess the argument for historic, the other one is it is a format that got the least shake up today. So like we kind of wrapping back around to the beginning, we talked about earlier, like maybe it's because they can just ban stuff much quicker in historic than other formats. And maybe they have a, a working list of cards that they're, you know, kind of got in the back of their mind and they're going to see what happens now that Uro's gone and then pull the trigger yeah. on a sacrifice card or something in a couple of weeks if things don't look good. Exactly. And, and, th- and that's the thing, because historic is the closest we can get to digital magic you know what i mean in a or to where it like it's a uh, it actually feels like you're playing a digital card game because you they can ban and add things and move things around as they want yeah i think it makes a lot of sense oh all right any other any other bnr thoughts uh before we wrap things up for today are we are we fish mailing richard or are we gonna call it for this week since we're kind of bnring for a whole hour uh, we can just call it. We can cover a lot of the questions that are BNR related, so I think we covered them. So we can just resume fish mail next week. All right. So send. Where should they send their questions for next week, Richard? Send them to at mtggoldfish with the hashtag mtgfishmail on Twitter, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I think on that note, that brings us to the end of episode three sixteen of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Cribb, thanks for hanging out. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, if you got opinions about this big BNR, what could get banned next? Let us know in the comments what you're thinking about uh, about that and what you think of today's big changes. What format are you excited? to play let us know that in the comments too and uh, thanks again to card conduit for supporting the show today so on that note that brings us to the end for this week uh hope you enjoyed it have a wonderful week next uh this week everyone and we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes down in the world of magic so until then this is the crew signing out